Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn. I chose No Way Home by SMG Games. Sam, did you SMG listen to... SMG Studios. SMG Studios. Sam, did you listen to <laughs> that cheap trick song I sent? Because whenever I hear No Way Home, I hear their song No Direction Home. <laughs> I actually didn't oh. listen to your cheap trick song sorry well i'm saddened by that um, i'm gonna make you listen to it right now <laughs> okay let's listen to it good americana music i don't think cheap trick is american though are they I believe they're canadian from the album art what year do you would you guess this album was from like 1996 <laughs> 97 <Yeah. laughs> Do you want to know when it was actually released? 2016. This album? Yep, 2016. Oh, no way! <laughs> this song sounds like it's from the, the 80s or 90s. Well, you know, they've, they've got a sound and they're sticking to it. I gotcha. Guess. No direction home for me. <laughs> this song would actually have been really fitting for like either the, the intro credit or the, um, the ending credits yeah, of this game. Yeah, I could see that. Right? Yeah. Like when the credits roll, maybe there's some conclusion to the story. You know, this game has such a great little intro screen, right? Of your little character flying away from alien ships. Like this background music would fit in perfectly. (laughs) Well, I guess licensing is always tricky in these times. No Way Home mm. is a 2020 shoot 'em up from Sydney-based SMG Studios. Uh, teams behind games like Death Squared and One More Line. Are you familiar with these? I feel like we played a SMG Studio game. Oh, on... interesting. Yeah, I think uh, it wasn't take... a Best Rally <laughs> from SMG Studio. I just wanted to say Best Rally. Let's have a look. Because I was flipping through their back catalogue and I didn't immediately recognize a game, but let's have a look. They did have a game we called Thumb Drift, Drift. Which is where you stole we the did, name Thumb We Drift. did play that. We've not played Thumb Drift, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure. You can... No, we played Thumb Drift. We have, we played Thumb we Drift. have not played Thumb Drift, I'm afraid. Uh, you mm. think you get Thumb Drift when you're trying to do um, Pocket Run Pool. Uh, let's check the back catalog, Edwin. I need to prove you wrong. Good luck, because I'm right. I'm pretty sure we might have not have played this <laughs> on Seven Days to Play. Mm. Oh, is that the sound of backtracking I hear? Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we played this, though. Maybe you've played uh, it. I, I don't believe I've played this game. Yeah, so I I know that I I've noticed I noticed the logo before. Um and it just seemed really familiar as one of the games that we played earlier on. We might have missed it, but I'm pretty sure that we played it. But anyway. I don't know where to start here because I think I started off with the expectation that this was going to be a kind of well, as you say, an RPG kind of thing, like you're going around exploring new worlds, crafting like occasional fighting but mostly more about you know exploration and leveling up and building things a bit like um Mm. crash bandicoot no borderlands border crash crash border you're saying um 
that game Crash that we have, yes see the game <clears> we have <throat> that is an example of a game we have actually played on this show <laughs> Crashlands. Uh, yes. yeah crash lands is actually a really good um analogy to to this game i think yeah there's even even like the steam world series right but i think what i wasn't quite what i was surprised about was this feels way more shoot 'em upping than exploring and crafting. So I think this mm. certainly feels more, yeah, like a, a shoot 'em up, really, than kind of like a Crashlands um, kind of game. I think that, that was my surprise as I played th- through it more and more. I don't know if you got that experience or not. Yeah, totally. I get, I get what you're saying. Um, but if I were to say, if I were to, if I were to like sell this game to someone, sell it to me, Sam. I would have. I would have said if you like if you like a game like you know like Crashlands where you have to go through different areas, collect items and and build up your weapons and items. I think there's a lot about um No Way Home that actually feels like that. Um and so I can see people who have played games like Crashlands before but want a different mechanic mm. other than like walking around and fighting. Here in this game, you're in space. You know, it's like a twin stick shooter where one of your controllers moves around your ship in any direction and your other controller uh, points your guns and shoots in any other direction. That's the main mechanic of the game, but really the core of the game is you going around doing missions, accomplishing missions, so you get credits and different items and materials that allows you to upgrade your ships, that allows you then to discover more areas which have stronger enemies. And by and large, like, I feel that is the mechanic of Crash Lines, right? Like, that is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, for me, I think the fighting feels a lot different. Like, in Crash Lines... Oh, 100%, was, yeah. Well, I was frustrated by <laughs> the fighting mechanic in, or at least the controls um, in Crash Lands, mm-hmm. whereas here... I'm going to go and say up top. It was pretty delightful. Yeah, the 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 actual battles felt really fluid. So, if you're familiar with any twin stick shooters, um, <laughs> which I know you are, twin stick shooters, Idaho. <laughs> uh, this is a really good example of a of a RPG based twin stick shooter, where it's not just you're not going from like waves and waves of enemies. You're actually going in different places. And uh, mm-hmm. using that system to like destroy your enemies. Yeah, like as a, I think the balance of exploration and shooty times is very good. I very much yeah. enjoyed that. What did you think about the story, Edwin? <laughs> I quite like the story. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Maybe a seven days to play first. Uh, story it's, was delightful. It's just you know it's there for you to dig into if you want but also you don't necessarily need to be paying super close attention to it because they, you know, they sort of signpost what you should be doing Mm -hmm. pretty nicely. Um, But it's a great way for it to drive your objectives, right? Like, you know, so the premise is you're on this big spaceship that held, uh, I think like pretty much all of the humans uh, and something went wrong with the engine. And uh, I think you were the captain of this ship and then the ship like froze over it blew up but Mm -hmm. just as it blew up you were able to get onto like your little escape pod and it you drifted into space 
for an unknown amount of time in this like cryogenic state. And then when you woke up, your computer, which has now become a sentient computer that now helps you, uh, <laughs> informs you that you need to go back home to Earth. Uh, but as you do that, you discover that everything is now run with aliens that are also all around your space networks. Uh, and you're interfacing with them for the first time. And it's kind of like this fresh new experience for this captain. And you have uh, no direction cute. home. <laughs> right. And you have no direction home. Should we talk about the, the tutorial? The tutorial? I don't remember the tutorial, which because must mean that... Because it was so that, good. I'm going to say, yeah. OMG, a funny tutorial. I OMG, actually laughed out SMG. loud a couple of times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which parts? <laughs> Damn. I think there's one like in the middle of the of the tutorial that I forget, but the one that, that got me... <laughs> they're so good like it's just really so, it's so stupid because like the whole tone like, i wasn't quite sure what to expect from the tone of the game but it is definitely goofy mm. and comedy um which is i don't know, kind of reminded me of, like monkey island a little bit it kind of has that sort of whimsical right. um nudge nudge wink it's wink very kind silly of look to it yeah um so i think like maybe like you sort of get like controls of the ship and then matey who is your yeah robot assistant who is yeah gives you little tutorials now and then but is also pretty handy at shooting giving you some uh, backup fire firepower i think he says at some point he says oh do you want a tour of your cargo or do you want a tour of how to manage your cargo and then your hero says no and then the tutorial starts <laughs> <laughs> oh right it gave you like funny options in terms of like what you can choose yeah I just the fact that it like says no i don't i don't want a tutorial and then it gives it to you anyway okay this is so uh, just great yeah they're really nice little funny touches like even the art style was absolutely delightful it reminded me of the art style of grindstone mm, yeah uh, which is like cartoony in like such a sure and confident way that makes you feel like there's like this whole world inside of it you know like there's a system on like how these characters are designed so it made me feel really sort of delightful and in interfacing with like these aliens because i felt like it was in this like well-formed you know designed cartoony world <laughs> uh, and that was like such a nice little touch of just the attention of all the equipment and all the gear all the weapons are sort of designed in the same way as well and uh, yeah, it lended itself to to it being like, you know, these games like where you just feel like you can dig into it with like numbers and the stats and like the history and the lore and all that stuff. Like, I feel like the art style definitely lent itself to it. Yeah, it just all worked so well altogether. I would say this game is actually more of an RPG than, uh, let's say, you know, a shooter. See, I, I think, think it's more shooting, shooting than I was expecting, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, the shooting is the core element. Like, that's how, that's the the daily thing that you're doing. But the the real thing for me was upgrading your weapons and making sure you're able to find the right upgrades to your weapons, right? And then, like, doing these little side quests that got you more credits that allowed you to upgrade your weapons. Like, there are a few facets about your ship that you can upgrade. Like, you can upgrade... Your firepower, which is just like upgrading to better weapons. There is uh, upgrading your heat sink, which dissipated the heat, which was essentially the system of uh, there's no ammo in this game. It's just you can keep shooting until your guns uh, heat up. 
once they overheat, you have to stop firing. And that's like a dangerous moment because people could be firing back at you. And if you get a better heat sink, your heat builds up a lot less. And so it allows you to fire for a longer amount of time. So you can do this in a couple of ways. You can either find weapons that don't produce a lot of heat, but then the downside, it might, it might shoot in a much less fire rate or uh, a much weaker blast, right? Or you can find ones that where you're lucky where it does fire quickly, but it doesn't produce a lot of heat, right? And so you try to, you try to balance that between your heat sink plus the amount of shields you have and like your ship's cargo, um, which is like how big your weapons can be. And so it's just like this really intricate balance system that makes sense from a theme perspective as well as like a gameplay perspective. So I never felt lost in terms of like what I needed to upgrade and like how I wanted to upgrade. It just gave me like this nice crunchy RPG feeling of, you know, doing the maths and like understanding my preference. Um, The only downside that I would say is when I was selecting the weapons, I would have liked to preview how it felt. Like you don't really get a sense of what a 20 fire rate is versus a 30 fire rate. Um, and you don't know how a weapon feels. Like sometimes there's a lot of scatter in a gun where you're pointing in one direction and some guns, they're like really precise. So there's, if there was a way for me to preview what that weapon felt like before purchasing it, cause it's quite an investment. Like, you know, you don't have a lot of credits to spend. I would have liked a way to, to actually preview those weapons before actually buying them. Yeah. One thing I was, that I'm still a little confused about is like exactly when the crafting happens. Like I kind of know mm. that like, okay, you need to go back to the crafting store <laughs> or the hobby lobby, get it done right. there. But it wasn't clear how to get back there. Maybe I missed that part of the tutorial. Like, Oh yeah, there's warp gates, but mm. they only ever go to a single place. I was kind of expecting to say like, Oh, you go to warp gate. You can choose where you want to warp to. Yeah, I, I'm still very confused about the warp system. Oh, okay, good. Like, it was just me. Yeah, I don't know. You can set things, like, you can't even pinpoint where you want to go on the galaxy map, on, like, the star map. Mm, right, because you would open it up and be like, okay, I can, you know, get a vague sense of where stuff is. And then there was, like, this, you know, you had gates that you had to go through, but then the gates weren't necessarily connected from, like, oh, gate A will take you to gate A on this side. Mm-hmm. They were just sort of, like, these circles and I was never sure if I, if I went in one gate, I would come out on another gate because they weren't marked appropriately. Yeah. When did you do your weapon crafting? Whenever I turned in the mission. So after I was done with the mission, I would get rewarded for it. And usually nearby there's like, uh, you know, fix your ship and upgrade your weapon store run by that one, like alien looking lady. And, I don't think it matters where you are. Like, I think you can be in another place that provides a mission, but somewhere nearby there will be that same ship. You know, I was dutifully collecting all my bounties and shards and crystals and scrap metal and beryllium generators and what have you. Bio, bio blobs. Bio blobs, yeah. But I, and I'm like, okay, well, I need to craft these. Do I need to go back to my original, like the home place where i started off to go back to that location but then i was like well i don't know how to get back there based on this star map because like i was like oh maybe i can just double tap 
and we can warp there. Um, but okay, uh, that's interesting that, okay, nearby the end of a mission, there might be uh, another crafting spot. Wherever you turn in your stuff, for the most part, whenever you're done with the mission, like whenever that bar area comes back into view, um, yeah, around there is usually, there's like a little icon that shows you where your fix-it store is, and that fix-it store is where you craft your weapons. But did you feel that, you know, on the downsides, like some of the traveling was a little tedious? Like I was Mm. kind of thinking that the kind of warp system would be a little more convenient for traveling around stations and stuff. This I ran into the same problem as this where, you know, this does feel more like a desktop game or a console game Mm -hmm. where you have to invest quite a bit of time to it. So the missions did feel a lot longer than you'd expect for a mobile game. Um, So expect like you actually spending about 10 minutes or so, Mm -hmm. 10 to 15 minutes per mission. Yeah. And they're not like quick travels to like another warp gate. Like a warp gate will get you into a section and then from that section, you need to then find another warp gate, and then that warp gate will then bring you to another section, and then maybe your your mission objective is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. Just felt a little drawn out. Now, Sam, speaking of console like experiences, do you remember maybe a year ago you lent me a PS4 controller? <laughs> I think this is around the time that <laughs> like iOS 13 was supporting, yeah, pairing with a. Uh, pairing with control with game controllers right yeah i was hoping that you'd be able to play your PUBG mobile right uh with the controller yeah maybe we did it for dead cells maybe oh that's right yeah, yeah. it was for dead cells which i never did and promptly forgot about it and i mean kept it safe um so it wasn't <laughs> cluttering up your house you know really i was doing you a favor <laughs> of course my wife appreciates that sentiment <laughs> well when you start up this game not only does it tell you that it is designed for headphones, but also uh, a game controller. Controller. Yeah. Controller preferred. Controller preferred. <laughs> Hi, I'm controller preferred. Um, <laughs> and I approve this message. Well, Sam, I busted out the game controller. I paired it with my iPad and I have been playing yeah. this like a console. How did, you, how did it feel? Very good. Yeah. Or yeah, better, I would imagine. Better than uh, the, the, the phone, certainly. On screen controller. Yeah, I mean, with a twin literally, stick it's called a twin stick. Yeah, it's called a twin stick controller because most modern controllers these days are twin sticks. They have the little, little, uh, the little nubbins on them controllers these days. Yeah, going like for the flying and the shooting, they're great. You still need to t- touch the screen to bring up like the sort of admin interface and look at the maps. And oh, stuff like interesting. That. Like, I, That's a little. There might annoying. be a way to do it. Uh. Mm. Or at least like I mean, switching don't the buttons the highlight? Yeah, don't the buttons highlight like when you use the direction pad, like the D-pad? They do, yeah. And then when you when you are in like the star map or the admin mode, you become, there is like a cursor on screen that you can control with your twin sticks. Oh, gotcha. But switching between the two, it wasn't immediately obvious how to do that with a controller. Gotcha, I see. After well, five minutes of mashing some buttons. But <laughs> like, ah, screw it, I'm just going to touch it. Oh, it's fine. But it's great if right. you do have a... PS4 controller. I think also Xbox 129012 controllers work yeah, too. I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think most modern controllers will sync. Any sort of Bluetooth controller or Bluetooth enabled controller should work. Um, but I'm, I, I have this strange principle of like, <laughs> I don't want to sync 
a controller with my iPad or my phone. Mm-hmm. It just feels ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I think it'd be a different story if it was connected to my TV, right? Well, that was like, something I was I, wondering if about. If I had an Apple Apple TV, could I AirPlay? Yeah, could I AirPlay? Could it connect my mm. controller to an iPad and then AirPlay the game on my TV? I think that'd cause too much lag. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, you'd be better off with a dongle. Your dongle. that dongle that outputs to HDMI. Oh, from, uh, from your iPad? Or USB. Yeah. Th- oh, hmm. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. And then play it that way. Yeah. That would probably be better. Yeah. But don't you have an Apple TV? I do. Couldn't you just download the game on your Apple TV and sync the controller to your Apple TV? Is this game available as an Apple TV game? I'm not sure. That's what Apple Arcade is for, right? It's for Apple TV. Is it? It's for- is it indeed? Yeah, you should report back. Okay, okay, yeah. Technically, that's what this whole arcade thing is about. It's like, so that was a cool thing. Like, I I played it on my mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Realized my mobile phone is too small of a screen for me me to really appreciate all the things that this game is featuring. Mm -hmm. So I transferred, I downloaded it for my iPad, uh, which has a larger screen, and noticed that all my progress, and I've noticed this with Apple Arcade games, which is great, that all my progress uh, was then transferred over mm, to yes. my iPad. I noticed that too. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty good. So it was great. Um, and so I feel like that should be the same case for the Apple TV. Hmm, interesting. Well, I do hear that the future of TV is apps. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to age very well, Apple. All right. Should we get to that's the three it. by threes? Let's get to the three by threes. Uh, three things good and three things bad. My first thing, I love the story. The story was absolutely <laughs> delightful. You know how much uh, I'm a sucker for story, uh, including the artwork just blended itself really nicely into like the silly little thing, but meaningful in that you want to know what happens to this character. Like the mission-based system yeah. uh, just works really well together, including the tutorial uh, and you know, it makes you really feel for this character. Like it's, it's very few times where you, uh, get to memorize the name of your character. And I felt like if you can get an opportunity to, to memorize the name of your character, that means like the story is pretty good. So That's a good sign. kudos to Captain Cho. Cho. Oh yeah. I was about to say Cho. Something Yes. I'm almost there. Yeah. I love the story and uh, I look forward to playing more of it. The Also, the tutorialization was, wow, I would say exemplary. Yeah. It's, like, it's it fraught with character. Right. It didn't take away from the gameplay. It was amusing. It wasn't too heavy handed. Um, it was great. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> Words I thought I'd you never say, say that with such disdain, but with <laughs> pleasure at the same time. Yes, this game is pretty big as well. I think for for your measly five dollars a month, well, depending on your uh, financial stability, of course. But this game seems huge. Like I've played uh, about an hour and a half of it, um, and whew, yeah, it seems like there's a you lot just more. Just scratch the surface. Yeah, yeah, just barely, barely scratch the surface. I have got two alien heads or alien domes mysterious domes i've collected two of those Mm. or discovered two domes yeah but that's all so 
Yeah. yeah. And there seems to be like maybe six or seven of them. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, that feels about right. Yeah. That was like a good little, there was like, that was like a good little um, tutorial slash long-term mission thing where uh, a part of the story, I think like part of the first mission, you unlock the first dome and then it gives you like this, this map unlocking view of, oh, there are like actually eight of them, right? Or something like that. And I thought that was like a nice little way to uh, introduce that little side mission of collecting all the domes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it was woven in quite nicely. Like it's, you can kind of ignore it and just carry on and just mm-hmm. doing the, um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's the main yeah. missions. Yeah. Um, but then your matey now and then will be, give you a little prompt or Cho will sort of say something. Hey, like, there's a dome here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, the gameplay. Uh, that's my that's my next good point is that this is a big game and the, and the gameplay kind of fits it. Like the initially, you might just think this is like a, a twin stick shooter, but the more that you play it, it's actually about the upgrades and the the items that you collect and upgrading your ship. Um, it's really it feels really good when you have enough money to upgrade to a new weapon, and then you just see how much more powerful that new weapon is as it blasts <laughs> away your enemies. Yes. Right, and the sound effects would like uh, just marry it really well with like the visuals of it shooting like rapidly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yep. it's very juicy across. Mm-hmm. It is very juicy, um, but also the gameplay I felt like was really crunchy, meaning that juicy and crunchy. You know, that's what I look for <laughs> <Yeah>. in the <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what I realized. So if you like deep gameplay with like RPG elements, like this is definitely one to check out. Yeah. Pairing a controller with an iPad makes this a lot of fun as well. Um, that was mm. my, you know, I played maybe like 20 or 30 minutes on the phone. Uh, but there, yeah, switching over to an iPad, well, that, it was great. I may try this with more games in future if they provide such yeah. functionality. Yeah, I totally agree. But even without the, the controller, like especially for this game, I think they did a really good job on having this feel like a good twin stick controller, even if it, even with the on-stick, the, the on-screen twin sticks. Yeah. Um, you know how I feel about on-screen twin stick controls. Yep, we do. Normally, I would have jumped right over to a controller if I had the possibility, but I felt like I'd give this a shot and didn't feel like I had the need to to switch over. Um, so, really great stuff. If you like twin stick on-screen controlling, mm. this is uh, one to try out. Just speaking of sort of the controls, now there's the one area, one thing I never quite got or saw the utility in was the grappling hook. Did you know what that was for? I felt like after playing for an hour and a half, I still don't really know what it's for. So in the game, you have two modes of firing. One is to fire your weapons, and then you can switch over the mode to fire a limited range grappling hook where you can grab items or grab like an asteroid and like move it along. It would like you'd tow it. Um, Yeah, I felt like I initially felt if there was, if your guns were overheating, you could grab an ice rock or something like that, and it would cool down your guns quicker. But I don't think that was the case. Oh, um, mainly, I use them to if if things were getting in my way, I'd try to grapple them and move them away. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't really become necessary. Like the longer you played, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, maybe it's kind of weird. Yeah, maybe it becomes more useful later on in the game. Maybe, maybe, okay, yeah. Onto the bad points, Edwin. Um, yeah, not not too many to be honest. I'm going to say, I mean, the traveling gets a little 
tedious. I mean, mm. yes, you are in the vastness of space. So I understand that you can't just, you know, zoom around the corner and find new things to do. But I feel like the combination of quite a lot of traveling, but then also the warp system being mm. slightly confusing. Um, I think I maybe just exacerbated the feeling that like, oh, traveling around is a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, right. I was kind of expecting that like when I, what if I was at a warp gate, I could choose where I wanted to go from there. Yeah. But that would have made sense. Yeah. Um, but that is not the case. And like, even looking at the star map, I, I couldn't figure out necessarily what order of, if there was a space, a particular area I wanted to go to, I don't think I would know what, how to get there. Yeah. Like I found, uh, the traveling to really draw it out, right? Like I didn't mind the fighting that I was doing. I just minded the fact that every once in a while I had to look at the map to see where I was going, if that was the correct way to go. And that was not an easy system when you weren't using a controller. Like I think if you're using the controller, maybe like a button flick would have been easy to check your map and where you're going. Even like an overlay map on the screen itself as you're playing the game would have helped a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 navigation just seemed a little bit finicky or not so well thought out. My second bad point is that uh, the game times are pretty long. Like normally with a game like this, you want to probably get in one mission uh, as as like a, a game session. But a mission for me took anywhere from like 15 to 20 minutes, which I think normally on a console, that makes sense. Like if you're sat down on a couch, that makes sense. But if you were, yeah. if you had been commuting or something like that, that just might seem a little bit longer than expected. Yeah, agreed. Like with uh, control on the iPads, that kind of pushes you into console territory and you're now, oh, I'm mm-hmm. going to sit down, park my ass on the sofa for a little bit and, you know, do a mission or two. I will say though that autosave was flawless. Like I never lost position um even if you uh lost a battle and got destroyed you were popped back to the nearest warp gate um but yeah even between gaming sessions hurrah autosave worked perfectly yeah but one note on that like i was never sure if it did work that perfectly. is true like i <laughs> could i just tap save like i totally understand i'll close it we'll save it for you but, right, like there is a button if you go to settings to go to the main menu, mm-hmm. but even then it didn't really ask you if you wanted to save it, I feel. Yeah. Or just something where it said, okay, your progress is saved. That would have made me feel a lot better because I've been burned so many times <laughs> know, by right. iPhone and iOS games where it didn't save the progress at all. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Yep. Um, and that's it for me for bad points. I really didn't have a lot to say. Yeah, yeah I think this maybe is a little bit, I'm still confused as like when the crafting happens like you need to be right. in because of this trickiness of i suppose i was expecting like oh i just need to go back to my home base and that's where i go and craft but then oh i don't know how these warp gates work to get back i can't choose where i want to warp to mm. uh, and then it wasn't you know after completing a couple of missions it still wasn't clear that like oh wait there are local crafting areas a local um yeah hobby lobby or a or a Martins. Martins? What's, <laughs> What's a Hobby Lobby? Oh, <laughs> it's like a, um, what, Michaels. It's like a Michaels, I think. Oh, gotcha. They may be Canadian, and maybe their CEO is a terrible person. Not sure. But isn't that fun Another to say? Another one that, of those companies. The Hobby Lobby is pretty fun to yeah. say. 
more fun to say than Michael's. Anyway, um, yeah, so just the crafting. I need to go back and figure out how to do that because I think I've collected a lot of stuff and like I've upgraded my gun once, but I mm. yeah, I want to explore more of the upgrading side of things. Yeah, they were... It gives you a lot of options of like, oh yeah, this gun actually seems awesome. I'd love to upgrade it to this, but the price of it was kind of astronomical. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of choices there. Sam, what is your final seven day rating? My final seven day rating is seven days. Mm. This is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> even th- I think that. if I had been commuting. Uh, on the bus, I think that might have been a different story, but because I had an opportunity to sit down with the iPad uh, as my kids slowly drifted into sleep <laughs> and I drifted out into space, uh, I was able to enjoy this on a daily basis. <laughs> awesome. Seven yeah. days for me, too. It's a double seven. Yeah, wow. Double seven. Yeah, this is a great game. Like, the packaging was all there, and I'm definitely going to play more of it because it's. You know, I really love the story and I love the character. Yeah. Um, and the upgrades just make it really revisitable. Like you can just revisit, you can just grind, right? Like you can kill bad guys, get credits and, and upgrade your guns to like, to a point where you're really powerful and just have fun with it. Well, that was No Way Home by SMG Studio. Sam, they falls to you to pick our next game. Edwin. I'm going to be a little bit more adventurous this time around Mm. Um, because we are stuck in this pandemic era of being at home and we are not commuting and we have access to our iPads. Continue. I am going to suggest something that is available on our iPads. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, Or it's actually available for your phones as well, but because this is definitely a game where I feel like we should be playing it on the iPads. Uh, we're going to be playing on the iPads. Edwin. Wait, stop saying iPads. <laughs> you, <laughs> you have seven days to play. Terraforming <laughs> Mars. Yes, great. Already purchased, already downloaded. <laughs> so, Terraforming Mars is... David Bowie's favorite, uh, favorite board game. <laughs> Terraforming Mars. <laughs> That's <Nailed> awful. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Terraforming Mars is a very popular board game, uh, and they recently come out with a electronic version of it. Yeah, which I'm excited about. I'm very excited about it as well. So looking forward to, uh, checking, I'm looking forward to checking this out with you, Edwin. Yeah, from playing, uh, some games like Sentinels of the Multiverse. Verse, 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 verse. Having the game do all the scores and like keeping track of what's moves when and what changes when is fantastic so terraforming mars is also a pretty complicated game so i'm looking forward to having the computer keeping track of all of my production cycles and uh city outputs and whatnot oh that's right you've played terraforming mars before i've played terraforming mars a couple of times in fact yes yeah yes okay yes um my advice would be don't yeah don't forget about the um what's it called it's like something awards you can fund an award hmm. um that is always a kind of a handy dandy little mechanism for winning but there you go you didn't, interesting you, you didn't hear it from me <laughs> before we go edwin do you have any things of the week oh i do a while back we talked about roberto the soup if you recall and i'm sure you do because i know you make it Ar- occasionally or roberto <laughs> yes or yep. roberto 
in this day and age, it can be tricky to find um, hot Italian chicken or turkey sausage. So it is it very is. difficult to do so. Yeah. Well, allow me to blow your mind because my boyfriend had a great idea of like, well, why not just make your own with ground turkey or ground chicken? And boom, that's what we've been doing. And that's been working out very well. We'll put a link to mm. the Bon Appetit, a Bon Appetit a spicy Italian sausage recipe, which is for like four pounds of pork sausage. So yeah, just quarter that, quarter the the uh, the values for that for like one pound of ground chicken or ground turkey. And you make a fantastic um, spicy Italian chicken or turkey sausage at home. And best of all, you don't need to prize it out of the little sheaths. It was always my least favorite part of the skin that. part. Yeah. You know, they sell they sell the sausages that are sold like ground meat. Um, maybe in Jersey, though. Yeah, maybe not in this, New York. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, for the more for larger grocery stores, they probably do. Yes, but tricky to find uh, in your smaller Brooklyn-based artisanal retailers. That's but true. it's been working out really well. So um, yeah, if you're having trouble finding the sausages, make them yourself. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think even without, um, without, because really it's the sausage seasoning. Yes. Right? Yep. That makes it taste like a sausage. It's like that uh, coriander, anise, pepper, yes, all like that spice. I think it's the fennel. The fennel seed fennel. is doing a lot of work. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you can get access to that, like, you know, a little bit of ground beef and some fennel. Yeah. Because we found that, like, it was kablamo. quite easy to find, like, pre cooked, mm. which. Uh, it works okay but no. like it's not quite the yeah. same but yeah making not it yourself is great and easy and fun great easy and fun great I love Roberto we've been <laughs> eating that a lot lately um, my thing of the week is a little audio drama called North Star Rising oh it's been a while since we've uh, had a podcast recommendation from Sam yeah this technically I guess it's not really a podcast it's more like an audio experience drama. okay audio experience do you remember the game Thomas Was Alone? No. You're the one that recommended it to me, but okay. <laughs> I don't um, think I was. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thomas Is Alone is like this nice little story-driven uh, indie game hmm. <clears throat> where you're like this little computer blip and you're moving around solving this problem and there's like this great little narrative behind it. Well, wow, no recollection of that. But the I'm people sure behind that game. The people behind that game uh, is coming out with an audio drama uh, called North Star Rising, which is kind of a, a nice little positive, lighthearted audio drama about two people being stranded in space in like some spaceship and you kind of uncover like what's happening to them. Mm, okay. Um, okay. Like a little bit of a tropey like set up, but I'm intrigued nevertheless. Yeah, you get like a little bit of a Hitchhiker's Guide vibe to it. Mm, okay. Oh, um, maybe not dissimilar to No Way Home. Yeah, exactly. So I felt like it was very much in theme of like what we're experiencing uh, throughout the week. Nice. Also, this was specifically made because of the times that we're in right now. So I feel like that's like a nice little interesting uh, reason behind this story. So willing to give this a try only one of the episodes out now but there's going to be more continually coming out um so i'll have the links in the show notes do check it out awesome north star rising and that's our show you have seven days to play yes terraforming mars excellent on the ipad and we can do online multiplayer so we can play against each other 
We'll see. We'll see how that works. Yeah, we'll so see how good their capabilities are. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's... Well, well, we should report back next week. If you have a game suggestion for us, you may tweet us at 7 Days to Play. And that's the show. 7 Days to Play. 7 Days to Play.